Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Turtletow from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today from Connecticut is Richard Bistrong, who leads Frontline Anti-Bribery. And today we're going to be talking about the holiday season and the corruption risks that go along with it. First, Richard, thank you for taking time away from your gift wrapping and other uh, work and related duties to talk to us. Adam, it's always a pleasure and looking forward to our discussion. As am I, because, you know, frankly, this is an issue that gets people into trouble and it's a very timely one now with holiday time being here which means there's many gifts given and received and increased anti-corruption risk. Now, not every gift given counts as a bribe. Are there good rules of thumb organizations and individuals should follow to make sure they will stay on the good list and not on the naughty list? Adam, it's, it's a stubborn subject. And I think that this year it's particularly important and even more stubborn in that this could be the first year um, in this holiday season where employees have the chance to take out vendors for the holiday or clients. So in terms of third-party holiday gift giving, this might be the first year in quite some time that you can actually do it in person. So I think the risk is even higher. And as to what the rule of thumb should be, there are it, it, it's difficult to describe what they should be because different regions, different companies have different sort of gift giving and hospitality risk. So I think stage one is this is a, an important time and a good time to increase sensitivity and awareness via compliance and leadership communications that, hey, we're in gift giving time. Let's take a look at the code reach out to your managers, reach out to your compliance team. Let's remember there are certain guardrails here, but there's a lot that falls within the guardrails. So let's keep our ethical radar extra on and extra strong as we approach the new year. Now, the risk, you touched upon something important there is when it comes to gift giving, there's always the talk about anti-corruption and we think about bribing government officials, but the risk isn't just with them. Commercial bribery can be a risk too. And in fact, that's you know, a, a crime under certain regimes. Should organizations um, use the same or different controls for commercial bribery that they would for government bribery? I think at this point, as you well mentioned, there are, no, there are enough regulations out there that cover commercial bribery that I'm seeing in codes of conduct among my clients that, you know, gift giving, meals, entertainment, you know, particularly around the holiday season, they're not threading the needle. Well, here's what you need to be aware of with respect to public officials. Here's the, the, what you need to be aware of with respect to commercial entities. It's okay, let's keep the following things in mind. Here are the guardrails with respect to gift giving and gift receiving, but even more so, here are some things that you should be thinking about regardless of what the financial guardrail should be like. Hey, what's your intent? Is this implying an obligation? You know, is it reasonable? Are you being transparent about it? You know, the legality part is the easy part because there are some financial thresholds, but I think it's all the gray areas of gift giving that whether it's a commercial or government entity that we really need to be careful of. 
And, you know, certainly, as you mentioned, there is this line between are you being nice and sharing in the holiday spirit, or are you trying to create a sense of obligation uh, that could lead people well into the dark side of things? Now, many organizations make a charitable contribution this time of year, but that's not risk-free either, is it? It's not. And in certain markets, uh, particularly in, you know, mining and exploration, you know, charitable giving to host communities and local communities can be a legitimate part of business, right? And a legitimate interaction that would include donations. The question is, do you have the controls to make sure that those charitable contributions aren't even inappropriately influencing the decision or the decision making of someone who's involved on the commercial side with that organization? So I think when it comes to making sure that a legitimate charitable contribution doesn't morph into something that's inappropriate, you know, that's where your controls, that's where your technology comes into play to make sure that it doesn't cross those thresholds. And also, I think it's good to make sure that the money actually is going to the charity and not getting siphoned elsewhere, which too often ends up being the case. Now, with with all this giving of gifts, no matter how reasonable, it's important to keep track of them. Should organizations establish a gift registry and what should it track? So a a number of my clients do have gift registries and they work very well. Uh, They also start not with just what's already been given, but actually putting the request or, you know, if it's an offer before accepting it, putting it into a gift registry and, you know, there is some technology around there to see whether or not it's acceptable to give or receive, you know, not after it's already a done deal. So, you know, there's been so much great development in terms of data and technology that really helps to put these platforms together. So yes, I have seen gift registries used very, very well uh, both before and after to to keep the transparency of what has gone on and what might go on. And the fact that you have to register things, I think, can act as quite a dissuader to people who might want to push the limits. Now, thus far, we've discussed giving gifts. Let's switch now to receiving them. How do we make it easy for employees to stay within the guidelines and not take what they shouldn't? Yeah, so, and, and I think part of this, we touched upon an issue that, you know, might be worth a, a few sentences on is we, we also have to be careful that employees are not reaching into their own pocket when it comes to gift giving. You know, particularly thinking about my former commercial self, you might say, well, you know, I don't mind treating my client to a really nice dinner and, you know, I'll pay for that out of my pocket because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm nurturing and furthering this client relationship. So, you know, we, I think we also have to raise sensitivity and awareness that doing this out of your own funds is not any more acceptable, you know, as if you're putting it through your expense account that, you know, Very going off, 
Yeah, going off the balance sheet here doesn't help anyone. So now we're talking about receiving gifts and making it easy employees to stay within the guidelines. Uh, again, uh, that's a very stubborn uh, issue and also one that I personally encountered and I continue to see it where receiving a gift, we might think as quite innocent, right? I talk about a, an event where I was offered a, this beautiful beach house weekend with a, a client that I was just starting to do business with. And he was offering to put me up at this wonderful hotel and hang out with him and his family and his friends over the weekend at the Dead Sea. And I'm like, this was a very innocent offer. I thought it was great. I didn't call the company to ask what they thought. Uh, it started off innocent and then it started to transition into inappropriate, uh, unethical and ultimately illegal. One small step at a time. And I think that's what we continue to see when we look at our regulatory feeds that a lot of these issues don't start off in the the bad zone they start off very innocent but we can get too close and too comfortable so one of the things i always encourage is particularly commercial and procurement teams to do is just to sit down with your compliance peer and just to brainstorm okay what if i don't make this gift or offer this gift or what if i don't accept this gift like, does anything really change? You know, sometimes we over-exaggerate and think that the earth is going to crack open and just, you know, it's just going to be a disaster if we don't make this offer in a particular culture or if we don't accept a gift in a particular environment. But if we brainstorm it a little bit more, maybe there's a way to continue the business relationship, to be respectful, but to keep it in that innocent zone and not the inappropriate zone. Which is really what, you know, good giving is about. It's, you know, expressing appreciation without trying to enhance obligation. Unfortunately, too often, it's easy to cross over the line there. So finally, let's take a look at the future. I mean, uh, the end of the year is upon us. We're looking now at 2023. What do you see in the future for compliance? Well, Adam, I, I know and I've heard you talk about biases, right? And you're a big fan of, you know, keeping our radar on with respect to blind spots. And, you know, looking forward, I think we're seeing a lot of, you know, hybrid work environments. So the bias that comes to mind here is proximity bias where we might tend to favor or give more time or spend more time with the people who are in office with, whether that's formally or around the espresso machine or the water cooler. And we're not as focused on the folks that are not in front of us. So, you know, looking forward, I think we just need to be mindful that we don't want think we don't want anyone thinking that they have to cut a corner to, to prove their virtual value to an organization and let's just stay just as focused on the people who are out there who for whatever reason are not coming in the office and to, to make sure that we appreciate that their challenges might be just as great if not greater than those who can you know pop into the compliance department and, and ask a question. So 
maybe we keep our 2023 radar on for proximity bias. Yep, and remember that out of sight doesn't mean out of problems. Um, <laughs> they can just have, as you said, as many if not more as those that we can say. Well, Richard, thank you for sharing these insights with us. I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turtletaup from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective.